Welcome to Keto Queries, ladies and gentlemen. Here is your host, David Robinley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Keto Queries, episode five. I think it's episode five. I'm already losing track, and I'm not even in double digits. Well, uh, I never claim to be the smartest person, but I do know a thing or two about the keto diet. And that's what I like to talk about on this podcast. Uh, I really love the keto diet. It, it has changed my life. I have never been one to be passionate about many things. But when I look at not just weight loss, but all the health problems that have improved for me uh, on the keto diet, I am just grateful to myself for going on the diet. <laughs> I'd like to thank myself. Uh, for doing the keto diet. And if the keto diet was a person, I would thank it too. Okay, well, uh, I do talk about keto stuff on this program, and it is not meant to be an individual diagnosis for you. You should always consult your doctor um, before trying any kind of new diet or health program. You should realize that I am not a doctor or your doctor specifically, and that I'm just a guy on a podcast who has seen incredible results by doing the keto diet. Um, and I would say if you are overweight, you probably have a condition called insulin resistance, even if you've never heard of that before, which I hadn't until I started researching things. Um, if you are insulin resistant, then you are not going to be losing weight by eating carbs, uh, because carbs spike your insulin. And that's the problem with someone who has insulin resistance. Uh, your insulin never really goes down because you're having frequent meals. Every time you eat, you spike insulin. And especially if you're eating carbs, that will really spike your insulin. So if that's your case, where you are not insulin sensitive and you're gaining weight and you can't lose weight, um, that is the situation I found myself in. And if you think that sounds like you, then you can benefit from the ketogenic diet. And it's a wonderful diet. You eat, uh, I, I, I like to stick to whole foods, uh, meats, vegetables, nuts, cheese, if you can uh, tolerate nuts and cheese. Some people have allergies or digestive issues, but it's not necessary. You can just have uh, meats and vegetables if you want. That would probably be the best option. You can also have berries like blackberries and raspberries, a little bit of strawberries and blueberries, but you want to keep the carbs low to 20 to 50 grams per day. That is the standard keto um, amount of carbs, but even less than 20, you'd be better off especially at first. Um, I'm trying to keep my carbs super low starting this week uh, because, it, well, it's hard to do because I have the cooking show cooking with me um, and nobody wants to see. I mean, I've done it before where I just barbecue a steak, but you can only watch that so many times. <laughs> that would be like a good zero carb meal. Um Vegetables have carbs, but they also have a lot of nutrients and fiber, so you don't really count all the carbs that are in vegetables. You want to count net carbs, 
And most of your net carbs would be coming from the vegetables and any nuts that you have. No nut jokes, you bunch of perverts. I hear you snickering, um, talking about almonds, pecans, macadamias. Those are probably the most popular uh, keto nuts, especially pecans and macadamias. They have the most fat and the least amount of carbs. Uh, try to stay away from cashews because those are not really nuts. They're a fruit, technically, and they have the most carbs. Uh, peanuts are okay if you're on a budget. Not the best keto nut, but if you just have a serving or two, well, that's probably fine. Um, but it, oh, uh, if you want to calculate your net carbs, I've been really impressed with uh, Carb Manager, which is an app. It's an app called Carb Manager, and it'll track all of your macros for the day. You can scan items just like MyFitnessPal. Um, I don't think their database is quite as large as MyFitnessPal, but it's up there. If you scan something, it will most likely come up, or you can just search for a generic version of what, whatever it is you're eating. But it will tell you tell you your macros as well as your net carbs and you can set your goals and your net carb goals and uh, i don't think you can do that in my fitness pal um, or maybe you can in the paid version but not on the free version and then they have some features on my fitness pal that are available on your app on your phone but not on the desktop well i'm not sure about carb manager on the desktop but i know carb manager on the on the phone app it has all the features on the free one so and I I just like the way that it calculates and displays it. Um, if you have not tried it, you might want to. It is quite handy. Anyway, I forgot what I was talking about. It's something about the keto diet. If you are overweight, you probably have insulin resistance. And, well, I would say you do have insulin resistance. I don't... I can't think of an... <laughs> I can't think of a scenario where you would not have insulin resistance if you are... Uh, have belly fat. Um, anyway, you might benefit from the keto diet if you are not already on it. So let's talk about keto stuff. Uh, this podcast is called Keto Queries. So let's take some questions. Caller, you're on the air. Oh, I'm being told by my producer that we can't take calls. Okay, no problem. Let's just read them. First question. Can I have that rhesus whipped cream in a can that everybody's been sharing? I've seen this. I know what you're talking about. Um, it is a can of whipped cream made by rhesus, and I guess it tastes like the rhesus peanut butter cup. Um, and it apparently has zero carbs, if I'm not mistaken. I've seen it a few times on Instagram. People are like, oh, I finally found it, like my grocery store just got some in and I bought them all and stuff like that. People, it's like the sriracha sauce or no, what, what was that sauce that McDonald's came out with? I can't remember. Um, but it's like that where it's like a novelty thing. Well, it, if it doesn't have enough carbs to kick you out of ketosis, then I guess you're probably okay, but it's not healthy. Um, and it may kick you out of ketosis because it, I, I don't have the ingredients in front of me, but I'm pretty sure I read them and it said sugar, corn syrup, stuff like that, all kinds of chemicals, artificial sweeteners. Um, that stuff 
even if it doesn't have carbs on the label, it could still spike your insulin, spike your blood sugar. It has sugar in it. So you would have to monitor yourself, monitor your uh, blood sugar. And if you find yourself at a plateau and not losing any more weight, if you find yourself spiking your blood sugar a lot, well, it's probably the artificial sweeteners and actual sweeteners like sugar and corn syrup that's in the stuff that you're eating. So if you're seeing results and you think it's worth it, then go for it. Uh, if, you, if you stop losing weight, then it's probably the actual sugar and corn syrup in this crap. Uh, and artificial sweeteners is also really bad for your gut and it can spike insulin even though it's not sugar technically. So if you're going to have like a Diet Coke or something, do it during your feeding window. But if you're trying to do intermittent fasting, like I recommend in my program, then, uh, yeah, don't do it outside your feeding window because it could spike your insulin. Next question is about alcohol. Um, uh, Low-carb alcoholic drinks. I keep getting questions about alcohol. I guess people love to drink. Um, they say no good story ever started with a salad, but I beg to differ. Or better yet, start your story with uh, a steak, a ribeye. That's my personal favorite. Um, that's a very nutrient-dense, healthy keto food, and it's delicious. But yeah, don't drink alcohol if you want to see results or be in ketosis. Uh, even if it's low carb, the alcohol is a poison and your liver has to deal with that poison before it can make ketones or help you lose weight. Uh, it, it basically puts your ketosis on pause for a couple of days if you have alcohol, depending on how much you drink. It, it, it'll be like up to two days that you will not be technically in ketosis. You won't be seeing any results. You won't be losing any weight. If you have a birthday or something and you, and you want to knock a few back and maybe get a little head change going and say a few things that you don't mean, maybe hook up with somebody that you rather not, um, well, sure, go ahead and have a few drinks. But just realize that you're not going to lose any weight if that is your goal or see any other progress in the keto diet until you stop drinking and recover from the stuff that you just drank. Um, it's technically not as bad as eating carbs. Like if you went out and had a, a box of donuts, that would probably be the worst thing that you could possibly do because then you'd have to, um, <laughs> you'd have to burn through all that sugar, get it all out of your system. Not to mention sugar mixed with fat is probably the worst thing that you could possibly eat. Um, fat by itself is not the problem if you just have fat and protein. Um, but when you start adding the sugary carbs in, that's where you um, end up with all these health, health problems. And uh, anyway, I'm not going to give a huge explanation about that right now. We're talking about alcohol. Um, so yeah, just don't do it. Don't drink. It's not worth it because it's not a low-carb thing. It's an insulin thing. It's a hormonal thing. Uh, your hormones are what you're trying to fix with this diet so that you can be healthy and lose weight. 
Losing weight is, of course, a side effect of being healthy. And it's all boiled down to hormones. Okay, the next question. uh, Can I do keto if I'm vegetarian or vegan? Yes, you can. Um, It's not going to be easy because... Well, if you can add eggs or fish into your diet, I don't know if that's vegetarian or not, but uh, you'd have a much easier time. And if you maybe change your mind and want to eat meat, you'll have a much easier time too. Um, if If you're a vegetarian because you think meat causes cancer or heart disease, then that is not true. And that's been proven in... Lots of recent studies um, in recent years, more and more information is coming out. Um, There is no study that shows that meat is bad for you or that it causes heart disease or cancer. Um, The only studies that they really can point to that say that are these bogus (laughs) epidemiological studies I can't even say that word. Anyway, the people in those studies were not eating only meat. They were eating carbs and who knows what else. So you can't rely on those types of studies because they're not very reliable or scientific. And they weren't studying people who lowered their carbs. But I don't want to get off on a tangent there because I could go on. Uh, Anyway, back to the vegetarian and vegan question. You, You can be a vegan or vegetarian and do keto, but you have to realize that you have to lower your carbs to a certain amount. And something I noticed about vegetarians and vegans, they eat a lot of carbs and a lot of processed foods. Um, It has veggie in the name, but they don't eat a whole lot of vegetables. At least that's most of the vegetarians that I know. Um, They're more prone to getting a bag of french fries and a diet Dr. Pepper. But maybe I just know some unhealthy uh, vegans. Anyway, yes, you can have some vegetables, but uh, and and the fats even are not going to be too hard to get because you can get fats from nuts and oils like, you know, olive oil, MCT oil, coconut. Uh, the, The problem... The problem would be getting enough protein. Uh, protein is essential. You have to have a certain amount of protein to be healthy and to maintain your muscle mass, if not grow your muscle mass. And the problem with a lot of vegetarian vegetable sources of protein is that they also have enough carbs. Not to mention all the vegetarian meat products. Like, I never understood that. Why would you make... Why would you not... <laughs> Why would you make something that looks like a sausage or a hamburger if you don't want to eat meat? Why do you make it look like meat? Anyway, all of those products are loaded with carbs, like a ton of carbs. And there's very little nu- nutrients in there. Um, and if they are, if there is any protein in those things, it's probably from soy or, I don't know, uh, lentils, quinoa, a few of those plant sources have protein, but they're also loaded with carbs. So if you're going to a restaurant and ordering uh, like a, a veggie burger, 
thinking that you're healthy and eating vegetables, you're not. You're just eating a ton of carbs. Not to mention you're probably, if you've ever done this before, there's probably a bun on top of that. So if you eat a veggie burger with a bun, you just ate a ton of carbs uh, and probably very little protein or essential nutrients that you need. So even though it looks like a hamburger, it's it doesn't have the amount of protein that you would be getting from a fatty meat like ground beef. Um, fermented soy is probably okay. Some people say that's good for you, like tofu, tempeh. Um, I think some yogurts are fermented soy products. But um, yeah, you, you don't want to have just a regular soybean protein uh, because that's very a very poor source of protein and it's going to be inflammatory they have vegan protein powders now and i i feel like a lot of people rely on those for the protein but good luck finding one with low carbs if you if you can then i guess you can have protein powder um yeah it's really uh, it's really hard to get enough protein if you're a vegan and doing keto you can try getting protein from vegetables also i know broccoli has some you don't need a ton of protein to maintain your muscle mass but i would try to get at least 0.4 uh, grams of protein per pound of body weight to maintain your muscle mass that's if you don't lift heavy weights if you're lifting weights i would go more towards 0.8 at least grams of protein for every pound of body weight that you weigh well, I, ideal body weight. So if you weigh, you know, if you if you would ideally weigh 180 pounds, I'm going to do the math for you, times 0.4. Was that right? Hold on. I don't think I did that right. Let's say 180 pounds times 0.4 is 72. So you would need at least 72 grams of protein um, to maintain without lifting heavy weights. 72 grams of protein. That would be like one ribeye steak for, every, for, all, for all of our non-vegan listeners. Um, if you are trying to put on some muscle and lifting some weights and you want to weigh 180 pounds, let's multiply that times 0.8. That would be 144 uh, pound, no, 144 grams of protein. So, I don't know where you would get that from a vegan or vegetarian diet. I would just try to eat some eggs, eat some fish. And if you want to come back to the meat-eating side, we will welcome you back with open arms. Um, humans have always eaten meat, or at least preferred meat, to other foods since the dawn of man and I don't think anyone was tending to their soybean patch during the ice ages and I don't think we developed the big brain because of tofu and I don't think we were sharpening our rocks and spears to kill a potato um, it's all because of fatty red meat uh, throughout our evolution and I think that would be the best most nutrient-dense thing for a human to eat 
even today. So after this, I'm going to go have a steak. Remember, it's only been about 10,000 years since we've had ag agriculture. Uh, farming, for, those of, for the layperson, is called farming. So before that, I don't think there was any types of grains and sugars, and it definitely wasn't the kinds that we are producing today. Uh, in the past 150 years or so, the grains and sugars, everything has become more unhealthy more refined and processed, uh, all kinds of chemicals are in our food. I don't mean to put my tinfoil hat on on this segment, but they want to make maximum profit by selling you cheap food. The food industry does. So the only way you can fight back is by eating real food, like a steak or a vegetable or maybe nuts and berries, but you're not going to get it from the Reese's whipped cream in a can or a veggie burger. Next question. Um, I'm craving sweets really bad. What do I do? Well, you can go one of two ways. You can either make keto desserts or you can just stop eating anything that tastes sweet altogether and suffer through it until you don't have any more cravings. Uh, some people don't want to go that route, but it's true. If you just cut your carbs down to like zero and maybe only have the, the carbs that are in vegetables, then you will stop craving sweets. Because whenever you taste something sweet, even if it's like an artificial sweetener, um, your brain still puts out a signal to release insulin as if you're eating something sweet. And it's, it's just a, I forget what you call those things, but there's little sensors in your body that tell other parts of your body, hey, we're eating, we're eating something sweet. So you're going to keep craving the sweets, even if you're making keto desserts with like stevia. Um, it, whether or not it has um, an insulin response I guess it depends on the person, but even if it doesn't have an insulin response, you're still going to be craving the sweets. Um, so you can try to wean yourself off of everything that tastes sweet, but if you're just starting the keto diet, maybe you don't want to go to that extreme yet. So you can just keep making keto desserts. I mean, pretty much any kind of dessert that you would want to eat, there is a keto version of it. I know I've posted a few on my channel on cooking with me and there's tons and tons of other keto dessert ideas on the internet. You can just do a quick search and find anything that you want. The problem is when you leave the house and you can't cook for yourself and you're like on the road, it's very hard to find keto desserts. Um, so you can like order them through the mail from a few different companies um, you just got to be kind of careful with that because some of them use uh, hidden ingredients that aren't the best. And some of them also contain a lot of prebiotic fiber, so they might give you horrible gas. Some of them might use different sweeteners like xylitol, which give you instant diarrhea. Anyway, I'm speaking from experience. And the best thing to do is just stick to whole foods and then 
things like peanut butter will taste sweet all of a sudden and you won't need to make an entire cake or batch of cookies and you can just have a little bit of peanut butter and that'll be like a, a dessert in a way or maybe a few blackberries that could be a dessert you could add some heavy whipping cream to blackberries that's probably my favorite dessert ever um, as long as you realize that um, that dessert is calories and nutrients that you don't really need uh, you, you can easily get the amount of fats and proteins that you need from other foods like uh, like a steak and vegetables or you know m meat and vegetables if you stick to that you you will have the best results but Anyway, what, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, blackberries and cream, probably one of my favorite desserts. You can even whip the cream to where it's like like Cool Whip and berries. Like, you just have to realize that the heavy whipping cream is a good bit of calories and it's a bunch of fat grams that you may or may not need if you are at a plateau. But if you are just starting the keto diet, you're probably going to be dropping weight no matter what, even if you eat a bunch of keto desserts. So I would, I would eat keto desserts and have fun with it until you stop losing weight. And then when you hit a plateau, I mean, you're, just like any other diet, you're going to have to start watching the amount of uh, fat grams and calories that you consume because the more you consume, the less body fat that you burn off. I would do some fasted uh, exercise in the morning before you eat so, where you, so that you can burn more of your body fat and consume less calories and less fat. And if you want to get rid of your cravings altogether, I would just stop eating anything that tastes sweet, stick to the meat and vegetables, um, or keep your carbs as low as possible. The nuts have carbs. The berries have carbs. And while they are within the acceptable range of a keto diet, assuming you don't eat too many, um, they are still carbs. And the more carbs that you have, the more cravings, you, the more prone to cravings that you will be. Okay, one more question. What supplements... What supplements do I need for the keto diet? You don't need any. Um, all you have to do is make sure your, your digestion works good so that you can actually digest and absorb the food that you're eating, especially because you're going to be eating a higher fat content than you're probably used to. Maybe not. Maybe you already eat a lot of fat and you just have to cut down on the carbs. But for some people, it's more fat than they would normally eat. Um, I say that because it is a high fat diet technically, but that's only because fats are caloric, calorically dense. And when you take the carbs out of the equation, the majority of your calories are going to be fats. So for supplements, I would suggest the apple cider vinegar. I take it in pill form because I don't like the taste of it, but you can drink it. I take that, especially when I'm starting the keto diet or when I was starting the keto diet, I, I, I would take apple cider vinegar three times a day, once in the morning, once with uh, right before my first meal, and once later again uh, in my feeding window or after my feeding window. 
the apple cider vinegar itself does not have like a ton of nutrients in it. The reason you take it is because it has acetic acid. So it's really good for your stomach and your liver. It, it can make your stomach pH more acidic to, so that you can digest your food. Um, usually if you have any digestive issues, you might also have the acid reflux and heartburn. That's because your stomach pH is too alkaline. I, I know it doesn't make sense because you have too much acid. Uh, well, the problem is it's not acid enough in your stomach. That's why that little flap on your esophagus opens up and the acid shoots right up your esophagus and it burns. I had that for a long time. Uh, I don't have that anymore. On the ketogenic diet, I do not have acid reflux. I used to sleep on my left side on a pile of pillows in my bed every single night. I think my back was kind of curved to that shape just from sleeping uh, like that for so many years. Anyway, that's just one of the many health issues that have, has gone away for me. No more heartburn, no more acid reflux. Um, thanks to the lack of carbs in the ketogenic diet and also the apple cider vinegar helping my digestion. Another thing that you can take to aid digestion is um, ox bile for your gallbladder. Um, because if you can't digest this amount of fats in the diet, then um, you don't have enough bile in your gallbladder. And if you don't have a gallbladder, then you need the bile even more. So I would take um, ox bile or some, it could be called purified bile salts. And that will help out. And I don't even need to take that anymore. Um, I, I went through a bottle of the ox bile and I think everything kind of corrected itself now because I, I really don't have a, a problem a problem digesting now. Even if I don't take the apple cider vinegar, I've been through, I think, two bottles of apple cider vinegar and one bottle, one bottle of ox bile. And now I don't have any digestive issues at all. And if I eat something that's hard to, hard to digest, then I'll take some. But if I if I don't, I don't I don't need to take anything. So that's a really good feeling to know that I'm getting everything from my diet, and I'm actually absorbing the nutrients that I do eat. Because um, that feeling where you feel bad after you eat, or if you like eat something and then nine hours later you're like still bloated and, and burping up what you ate. <laughs> You're like, oh, well, why did I taste that? I ate that like nine hours ago. Well, that doesn't happen to me anymore. And that's just, one. Oh, I also had a hiatal hernia. Um, I don't know if you, I didn't even know what that was until I, I looked it up until I, until I realized I had it. Um, I, I could barely swallow my food. I almost died choking on a piece of chicken. Not choking my chicken, you perverts. I hear you all snickering over there. Um, no, I, it's a hiatal hernia is when your stomach actually starts to rise up into your esophagus. And it's, it's, it makes everything hard to swallow. And I, could, I couldn't even swallow pills. Um, I actually did the apple cider vinegar liquid at first because I could not swallow a pill. 
And then once I got to be able to swallow um, a small pill, I took the apple cider vinegar in pill form. So anyway, hiatal hernia is gone. Acid reflux is gone. Heartburn is gone. Um, and that's all due to the diet and also those two supplements that I just mentioned. If you fell asleep during that boring story, uh, those two supplements were apple cider vinegar and ox bile. And that's for your stomach and also your gallbladder or lack of gallbladder. And that's the only supplements that you really need if you have any trouble with digestion. Um, Other than that, you want to make sure that you're having enough potassium, magnesium, and sodium. Um, There are some electrolyte powders that you can buy. Dr. Berg's is probably the best, even though it's not cheap. It's like $35, I want to say, for a bottle. Um, That one has plenty of potassium, magnesium, and I think it has sodium too. But just make sure you're getting enough salt on your food, Uh, the pink salt. I don't think it has sodium. I think he assumes that you're going to put salt on your food, which you should. Okay, well, I guess I guess that's it for this podcast. That's all the questions. If you have any more questions, please send them in, and I will read them out on the podcast. Till next time. Podcast with me.